for slurry is available, we would be recommending to go back to feed that ground with, with your P's and K's in the form of slurry. For slurry, uh, it might be a limiting factor. We would be recommending uh, relatively strong compounds such as maybe your 18, 6, 12 or your, your 10, 10, 20 to, to give to feedback to the P and K. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Dairy Beef 500 advisor Tommy Cox to get an update on the Dairy Beef 500 programme and an insight into the National Dairy Beef 500 walk on the farm of Jarlett and Austin County Mayo. Tommy, you're very welcome. A big change in weather in the past few weeks. How are farmers managing grass at the moment across the country? Look, it does a welcome uh, drop of rain over a lot of the country, I suppose, got a welcome drop of rain. And uh, that has really kicked on uh, grass growth rates. Grass quality had deteriorated uh, fairly significantly on a lot of farms right around the country in recent weeks during the particularly dry period. So, you know, quality starting to come back into grass. Farmers, you know, are taking out, they have the confidence now to take out surplus grass for bales or maybe even go into the top on a few occasions and just clean up any uh, stemmy material. And that's improving proven grass quality. So they're getting the fertilizer out as well, Catherine. So grass growth is is bursting on on the majority of the farmers that, that the farms that we're dealing with. And for the fertilizer, what are farmers going with this round? Yeah, look, it, it depended on what they went with on the last round. Some farmers that mightn't have got a chance to, an opportunity to get out compound, uh, they're going with compound, and other farmers then we would be uh, working with would be going around with maybe twenty twenty five units of of protected urea. And for farmers that are taking out surplus paddocks, what fertiliser are they going back on on those paddocks? Yeah, look, at where slurry is available, um, we would be recommending to go back to feed that ground with, with your P's and K's in the form of slurry. Where slurry uh, might be a limiting factor, we would be recommending uh, relatively strong compounds such as maybe your 18, 6, 12 or your, your 10, 10, 20 to, to give to feedback to the P and K. I suppose all the calves are weaned on the Dairy B500 farms at the moment. How are they being managed at the moment? Yeah, so weaning, weaning. Oh, look, the majority of calves are are they're weaned on on other farms. Yeah, so um, look at grass. Trying to keep quality grass in front of them is 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 the big thing. Um, at this stage, the majority of calves would be transitioned to the to the grass diet. So um, you know, any issues around summer scour syndrome, etc. You'd hopefully they you'd hopefully think that this stage they'd be out of the way and the transition would have would have taken place. So to be acclimatized fully to the grass based diet, um. Some farmers where grass quality is high and um, where there's adequate amounts of grass, they would be scaling back the, the amount of concentrates to, especially the maybe the heavier group of calves. So I suppose a lot of farmers would be they're they're in the process of putting in a mid season weight weight on their calves, and where calves you know a heavier group of calves um they will be reducing back the the concentrates um and look at maybe if if the weeks and months go on there might be a possibility of actually taking out those concentrates. That's great, Tommy. And I suppose the National Open Day for the Dairy B500 programme is taking place on the farm of Jarlett Ruan in Mayo. Can you tell me about the farm? Yeah, so uh, Jarlett and uh, his father, Austin, operate a dairy calf to beef system. They're based just outside Carbally, um, which is located in Claremorris and in, in County Mayo. Um, the farm itself, um, look, at, uh, traditionally, probably it was a, a store to beef uh, operation and um, in recent years, um, past five or six years, they have uh, uh, went down the route of dairy calf to beef uh, operation. They're also running a, a lowland uh, sheep flock there, compromising of around 40 to 50, 50 O's. Um, every year they purchase um, 
look at the started off at a smaller scale, they started off at 10 or 15, but in recent years, they're purchasing approximately 80 calves and they're being reared through to beef annually on, on the farm. And what type of calves are they sourcing? Yeah, look at the calves bought in, they're, they're a mixture of Holstein Frisians, Angus's, some Herefords, and then some continental breeds such as Limousine and, and Belgian Blues. And they all go on to be finished at various different ages. Um, some of them go on to be killed off grass after the second after the second summer, 2021 20, months. Then probably a larger proportion of them would go back to the shed and to be killed out with the shed that, you know, close to 24 months of age and then the remainder would go back out to grass and they'd be slaughtered off grass you know from from now on you know under 30 months of age but that would be a relatively small proportion of them and for stock that's been finished on the farm at the moment how are they being managed it's it's actually a unique system that the full group of uh, animals has been run together so any animals you know they'll be going back out to grass that'll be over two year, years of age they're run up the year and a half uh, so they're all run as, as one big group and as they become fit, they will be um, they'll be drafted and slaughtered. If grass quality or weather deteriorated, that you know they're finding them animals, you know, slaughtered, finished, they might introduce, you know, separate, segregate them and introduce meal. You mentioned the three different systems being operated on the farm, Tommy. What's the difference in the margin across the three different systems? Uh, look, at, I suppose, Catherine, the the majority of the, the animals are are going to to slaughter at um at twenty four months of age. Look at the. The first cohort, uh, you know, to be slaughtered at, at slightly lighter weights at a younger age, but they're obviously, you know, there's a lot less expense against them. So the financial side, they will be the most profitable. But look, with dairy calves to beef systems, you know, you're not going to get all your animals slaughtered at, at that younger age. So um, there is a certain proportion and we'll have to go back into the shed. The Ruans, just to boost the stocking rate, they're letting the, you know, the lighter group, the poor performing group out to grass, you know, 10 or 11 of them. You know they're probably not getting as high a weight gains on them, but they're getting they're getting a carcass that are relatively, uh, you know, a cheap cost of very little meal input, and you know for a, at a good time of year when you know there might be a lot of cash flow on the farm. So look at economics wise, the the earlier group finished at twenty twenty one months of age off the grass after you know with no second winter is is the most profitable, but you're not going to that's not going to be achievable with your with your full cohort of calves. The overall health management of the animals on the farm. What's the health program this time of year? Yeah, so this time of year, look at to be regular monitoring uh, fecal sampling for for worms. Um, probably would be your 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 main area of, of focus. Um, so the farm will be t- regularly uh, taking fecal samples, and you know there'll be monitoring counts. And if counts are detected uh, in excess of two hundred and fifty eggs per gram, uh, uh or dosing would be administered. Uh, with regards lungworm, which is probably becoming an issue at the moment on on farms, that we monitored, you know, uh, by herding animals, you know, looking for or listening for signs of a, a husky cough or uh, bits of coughing when running or you know heavy or difficult breeding in animals. Um, that would be the, the main way I monitor the lungworm. So that's that's probably the main herd health protocol on on the farm at the moment. Um, and then there would be a vaccination policy for calves when they, when they come onto the farm as well. And this is the first national dairy B500 walk being held in Mayo, Tommy. What yeah. can farmers look forward to seeing on the day? Yeah, so look at on the day, look at what we'll be looking at um, will be the improvements made by the, the Rand family on the farm in, in regards to technical efficiency. You know, both Jarvis and his father, Austin, um, would be excellent grassland management managers. There's a very, very extensive uh, network of paddocks and uh, which some of them are serviced by the roadways. Um, 
we'll be looking at the RAND's calf sourcing policy and how that has changed, how they've significantly redu- reduced the numbers of calf sources and how that has improved their, their animal health and overall animal performance on the farm. We'll be looking at how these improvements in technical efficiency have you know, reduced, have improved live weight gain on the farm, and that in turn has uh, reduced the age of slaughter across across the farm. And you know, it has also to also improved the the financial performance of of the farm. There is plans also on the farm. You know, further investments needed on the farm to account for the extra animal numbers. So there is plans in place to improve infrastructure with regards to uh, the the construction of a new uh, slad accommodation unit for cattle. So there is, we'll talk to the plans that, that the Rand family have in place for the construction of that shed. And we'll also look at maybe the grants available around uh, the new TAMs, uh, etc., to which farmers can, can avail of. Sounds like a very interesting walk, yeah. Tommy. And farmers can look forward to attending on Thursday, the 13th of July at 6pm. And there's further details on the website and I'll include the link in the podcast text. Okay, thanks very much, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Tommy for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.